Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Liberate Yourself podcast, where we are discussing ways to cultivate personal sovereignty and shift the current paradigm. I'm excited to bring you this transmission with Revan of Cosmic Alignment. Revan is an evolutionary astrologer on a mission to help us come into alignment with our soul's trajectory for the benefit of all of humanity. We get into a high conscious discussion about the multidimensional nature of the lunar cycles, the importance of the lunar nodes, and how the Pluto and Scorpio generation is here to transmute the darkness into light. Revan is a wealth of information and a generous soul, and there was much that was shared here today to help you on your own path of evolution, so let's get to it. We're in just such a crazy space right now. We're in this, like, transitional, initiatory phase, I feel. Like, that's that's what's going on with me, anyway. That's what I feel like is going on with everyone. Um, So... I mean, first of all, I want to thank you for, you know, joining me in this space at this specific time, because I think it's a really great time to be discussing astrology and evolutionary astrology from this, this perspective of where we're headed, or, you know, literally evolution and how we're evolving. And I know that that's something that you're really passionate about. And, you know, the direction that you like to take astrology in, because every astrologer is different. And, the reason I the reason I asked you on is because I feel like you have this great future vision and it seems to me that you're helping people, you're helping your audience and helping clients in this way of, you know, how can we evolve to be, you know, our highest potential. If you want to just start by letting me, letting us know, because I still don't even know, how did astrology find you? Like, what is What is your story with you know, coming to this practice and yeah, thank you for inviting me to do this. Of course, this is yeah the first podcast that I'm doing. So sure, earliest memories were back in middle school, astrology horoscopes on the newspaper. I had an interest, an intrigue. I was really just trying to place a doku, and for some reason, the astrology right next to it was like, oh, okay, let's check that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I always intuitively sense that like okay 12 descriptions for all doesn't really make sense but i intuitively sense that like the psychological typology there was something to that ancient psychological spiritual typology and you know i picked up my first book and i can tell you from from the get-go like i i already knew it was just like you already did this before yeah yeah it's that that sense that i get right now that strong sense of purpose i was in that little middle school child i like knew Mm. and you know throughout the years things like psychology from like carl jung or sigmund freud or philosophies or tibetan philosophies and anything regarding human nature and evolution of consciousness was what i was doing i was in the library i was at middle school high school little nerdy kid so yep <laughs> fast fast forward to now um may 2018 um i you know from like age 20 to like 20 28 i i worked in the matrix you can say i was a 
food production manager for cold pressed juice companies, raw food, vegan companies. And I worked my, my way up and it mm. got to a point where like, sure, I got my new car. I got my new apartment. I'm 27 and I'm in this really cool spot and this could be my career and I'm making really good money. And I got all my little perks, you know, Capricorn. Yeah. I, I succeeded at all these material things. I'm good, you know? Yep. But on top of that here, mountain. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that social ladder. I climbed it and mm. it felt great. I loved it. But after a while, it was not fulfilling. I had to totally abandoned astrology, abandoned music. And then I, I came back to it. You know, I just, I, I left all that behind. And, and, and it was hard because it was security. It was money. Yeah. And, and I went back to my dad's and I minimized my, my, my expenses. And now I'm just rebuilding, hustling on the side to get the bills paid. Totally. And building this astrological practice. And before I quit my last job, because I got another job this year, mm -hmm. 2019, out a compromise. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take this job for two to three months because it's not as heavy as the previous one, but because of my background and resume, they're gonna pay me well. Like, you wow. know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. But after two to three months, it still sucks you in. And it, yeah, it like sucks I, all your energy and your like awareness and your focus and your attention. Yeah, like even yeah. if it's part time, a lot of times yeah. it will just pull your energy that way. Yeah, you know, some people maybe can do the nine to five and then follow their dreams on the side. Hey, you know, maybe they can do that. That's I, great. I can't. I, 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 I got sucked in. I, I just yeah. couldn't. It's either one or the other for me. It's just I, I'm being honest with myself. I feel a little guilty because I'm like, I thought I was tough. I thought I could do it. Sorry, man. It's just. You're, I'm single-minded. I, I like to do one thing and go all in. So mm -hmm. anyways, I, right before I quit, like I, I just felt like I, I've quit before and then I went back to the matrix for security reasons. And mm -hmm. this is all going to make sense as to why I'm going into depth with this. But like right, right before I quit, I was like, I need to do this for myself. I recorded a video of me telling myself, dude, you're going to get to a point like you did last time where you quit. You do your thing. You're going to start getting desperate because your car payment is coming up. And then uh -huh. you, don't, you don't want to put all that stress on the astrology. You want to have something else while you yeah. built this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was, I recorded a video of me talking to myself being like, yo, you're going to do this again, where you're going to start thinking about going back. You get that. Like you're going to get to this point where yep. you feel like your soul is being deprived and you feel dead inside and you're, you just can't have that. Mm -hmm. And I just broke down. And at the same time, I was like, you know what? I need to put my ass on the line. So uh, there's people that follow me and like has seen the journey and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put myself in front of them. I recorded a video, told them I'm about to quit. I'm about to quit. I can't <laughs> do this. And, and I, and I broke down. I'm like, I'm, I'm dead inside of, I'm not living my purpose. Mm -hmm. And, and this is just, I, I thought I could compromise, you know, my, I think my, my mind tried tricking me into like, or my ego, like, Hey, it's okay. You know, it's, this is what you're supposed to be doing yeah. and this is the conventional wisdom yeah. or advice yeah. or whatever it's exactly. all right man just... and that's just like the the carrot leading you back into yeah <laughs> into yeah. the matrix yeah it's an it's a little seduction into the security or you know false sense of security false really. sense yeah and and i i basically you know resigned i told everyone i i, I broke down and i told everybody like i'm telling you but it was for me such an emotional like I'm going to do it, but I'm going to tell everyone that way. I, I'm, it's almost like I'm putting my, myself on the line like that. And I got like 30 plus replies to my DMs directly from people in the similar experience of like in my career, in my work life, 
I'm going through this shift or have just gone through it or I'm going through it where I'm leaving something behind that was placed like an old paradigm, a sense of security, let's say, like something I just naturally know how to do or did because my parents or did just because it's easy and it's available. And I'm, it puts me in this like, I don't know, drone mentality of just like going through the motions and not really activating myself and following my dreams and passions. And I was just like, wow, that was powerful. Like 30 yes. plus replies. I, I never get even half of that. I get some replies to my DMs when I share. Yeah. But that that was like such a powerful share. And I think something that resonated so much with so many people. And, and I, the reason why I went into detail with that is because it segues into like, hey, the astrology in the moment. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Pluto, South Node, Saturn, and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. This is this is my God. Yeah, this is this is pretty <laughs> this much is me for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, th- yeah. This is not a drill. This is basically the extreme release, like the floor coming out, dropping out from underneath us, and there's really, uh, there, there's really no going back. Like it's it's just this this extreme initiatory energy i feel i'm gonna get really graphic but i feel like we're sort of in the birth canal about to be born like that's what it feels like coming from all that is you know especially with this extended mercury season it's like coming from the all and like i said this transitional space into the one who is the one what is this this singular being the singular voice what you know what am i doing in the tapestry of of life what does that look like for this being you know this person who am i in the world who What's am my contribution? i mm-hmm. What's my contribution who am i who yeah. am i going to be for myself but for my community and yeah. my culture and my society whatever that means to your individuality and, and this, this new world part. this this new world that yeah. we're all like building i feel like we're finally getting to a place where we're declaring because what i felt like you did was this powerful declaration and that's where it starts, right? That's what Aries season yeah. is really great for. It's what Aries energy is. I am. Yeah. Finish that statement, you know? Yeah. And then we go from there. I mean, in terms of the astrology for now, yeah. all of 2019, Pluto, South Node, Saturn, Capricorn. I think that's the universal theme that we're all sensing in their careers and their profession and their life paths. Mm-hmm. And in relation to this particular new moon, um, I, I actually, this is a perfect time to do this because I just did like this in-depth, like new moon to full moon, like mm-hmm. whole, like let's see what's going on through the whole thing. And basically what we got is we got the sun and moon in 15th degree of Aries on Friday, the 5th of April, right? And it doesn't create an exact 90 degree square with yeah. both lunar nodes, not exactly, but it is very loose. It is very and, close, yeah. Exactly. And by the time we get to the full moon, we have that grand square. So mm. so the sun is still in Aries, 29th degree. The moon is still in Libra, 29th degree. F- yeah, five, four degrees of a per- of an orb, w- of a s- complete square with the lunar nodes. But because it's the lunar nodes, because it's these cardinal signs, and because they just hit a square like a few days prior, I just feel like that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that sun in Aries, that like personal identity and discovering something new about yourself, following a new instinct, following a new urge. An impulse, something instinctive that you—that's not very self-defined yet. Following that, that new little impulse, I think is is the theme for now, for this moment. And I think it's squaring these two learner nodes because through, like, I, I study evolutionary astrology. 
the, the teacher is Jeffrey Wolf Green. To him, whenever any planets are in between the lunar nodes, his imagery is they're on the fence. It's literally like you're looking at your south node, the past, the career passes, false insecurity, the old paradigm and everything it offers, because it does offer us something, a sense of security, but also stagnance and inertia and non-growth. But there's also this evolutionary path available to us. And right now it's in cancer. So we're developing this, you know, attunement, attunement with our inner child, with the family, with that inner sensitive area becoming more attuned with that our natural cycles so it's like that sun in aries who am i who am i establishing am, am i the lower ego or am i in touch with the higher self it is like looking at the crossroads in between these two and at the full moon we see that and i think this square grand squares are one challenging but because it's lighting up each direction and each element it's it's an opportunity for balance if we use it right. And look at where the moon is at, Libra. Also emphasizing, yo guys, let's learn some balance between Aries, independence, freedom, do you, and follow your voice. But also Libra, be mindful of your partnerships, your relationships that you have a responsibility to in your life so that you have this equilibrium and you, you're not too, too either or or. And that is also sitting in between the crossroads of our evolutionary path you know, this developing and attunement with our own inner child or families. And also a whole reestablishing of who we are in the world, our careers, our professions, how we seek security and income and finances. And also like moving forward from this, the, the axis of Capricorn cancer is also, you know, coming from the more traditional, uh, conservative, overbearing, masculine society or you know overwhelmingly uh, masculine dominated society and how can we incorporate cancer the feminine you know how is the divine feminine going to be incorporated in creating balance in in this new society and how do we nurture ourselves how do we nurture each other yeah how do we nurture those relationships because it's not all about us i feel like you know we've we've come to this place in society where we're so separatist and so especially here in the States, like we're so individualist, but it's almost, you know, the scales have been tipped too far in that where, where we are so separate, we feel like we literally are, it's not sovereignty. Sovereignty is something different. It's holding oneself in, in that way. It's, it's really embodying oneself and then offering that to the world. But what we've been seeing is this real walling off of the self to everything and and hoarding of resources and you know hoarding of our emotions and our care and our love essentially and i think that that's what the the can the north node being in cancer right now is really helping us do is is redefine how we use our power because the softness really does have its own power i mean the power of the mother think about your mother like she really had all the power with you or or, um, you know, to, to, to birth you and raise you and to be present with you. Like that is real power along with the masculine. Oh, we need to forget like all the masculine principles or anything. I'm a big lover of the divine masculine. It just feels like there needs to be, yeah, like you said, I feel like this Libra full moon is going to sort of balance the scales as far as that energy goes and help us to realize how to do that going forward. 
and uh, about Capricorn, definitely old patriarchal structures and systems. But you, you have you ever watched House of Cards? Yes. Okay, so so yeah. that 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 dude that got let go or whatever, Francis, mm. that's that's Capricorn energy being released right now. I'm going to seek domination, influence, control by all means necessary, lying, cheating, killing, stealing, like whatever. Totally. For my own self-benefit. Like, yes. just me. So mm-hmm. instead of being that, yeah, we're letting go of those karmic patterns. It's more, but I also have to say this, like, you got to get, I feel like this is a collective wound that we're dealing with. It's almost like that's, that's compensating for something. North Node is about, Cancer is about feeling at home wherever mm-hmm. you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, like like yeah. like being like a crap being able to have your have your home wherever you go being able to walk on land or walk on water and being able to be at home both in the physical and material or within in the inner world mm-hmm. and i don't know so yeah i, I like to kind of i don't know have some empathy and to try to practice some compassion because i'm like these politicians to some extent they're representing human nature yes a, a lot less than yeah oh, figureheads of that yeah 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 i like to think i wouldn't do that if i were them but like i think to some degree anybody in those positions would have i don't know i think this is a collective evolution Absolutely. so i don't try to like shun anything as like so terrible and bad i'm like for some for some Absolutely. reason it was an evolutionary necessity to have mm-hmm. gone through that mm-hmm. so yeah Absolutely. i totally agree about the north node and cancer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bringing in more caring and more more love, literally, you know, and recognizing how that can be incorporated into society. And yeah, it's a it's beautiful. I mean, basically what we're doing with Saturn and Pluto coming together, it is starting. If you wanted to talk about cycles and lunar cycles and how that shows up, what what you can see in each phase. I find it really fascinating that, you know, we are starting, Saturn and Pluto only come together every 38 years or so. Um, I was actually born in the last one. <laughs> and so it's it's essentially like a new moon. It's getting, it's seeding something, yeah. right? Like it's, it's some, yes, something is dropping away with that, you know, last, because in the last quarter phase and the balsamic phase, that's when, you know, whatever it, will not be seated in the next cycle is removed or, or released. Um, but yeah, what have you, you said you were really looking into lunar cycles lately and, uh, from different perspectives, where have you been with that? I mean, I'm just going to give you a quick background. So I, I mean, I've been trying to experiment with like, should I do monthly? Should I do weekly horoscopes? And to me, it's, I'm like, wait, doesn't it just make sense to make lunar cycle like updates and, I think a lot of people just put an emphasis on, hey, the new moon or, hey, the full moon. But, hey, um, isn't this a complete story with the beginning, middle and end? So, like, let's get into that instead of like, yo, this is a new moon, like it exists within a vacuum or then tell you about the full moon when it comes. So this is a whole point of getting into that. I, I picked up I looked into this book uh, by Barbara Hanclow. Like she's yeah. this renowned astrologer, shamanic practitioner like a bunch of awesome books she's um, channeled the pleiadians and the alchemy of the nine dimensions was one of her books i've read yeah she's she's awesome there you go so the one in particular i'm talking about it's one where she channeled is palladian um a new cosmology for the new age of light talking about the pleiadian agenda is that the one you're talking about okay yeah there you go 
<laughs> there you go. So it talked about the, the 13 lunar cycles within one solar year. And it was refer referencing um, this vision she received of souls incarnating, but based on where the lunar nodes were, were at in the fetus. Like it was based on the lunar nodes because they had to come in with particular type of karma and a particular type of evolutionary path. Mm -hmm. To me, I mean, through the evolutionary astrological approach, the lunar nodes become incredibly important. So to hear that, I was just like, oh my God, it just resonates with me so well that like mm -hmm. people or the soul. And she said, there's like this organic, almost like drawing from the, from the, from the fetus to the soul, this connection that's made. It's like this very fluid, organic, etheric process and mechanism going out there, you know, in the higher dimensions that we're totally unaware of. We, mm -hmm. we, we are born through. So, yeah, just in exploring that idea, 13 moon cycles in one solar year, to me, it's just like, wow, if we can just talk about the four seasonal changes, you know, that pertain to the solar year and 13 lunar moons, then we're really talking about cycles and study yeah. of time based on these higher, I don't know, these higher powers you know, that actually have some effect on life on earth like the spring mm -hmm. equinox undeniably whether you're talking about aries constellation being in alignment with spring equinox or not we're still talking about this certain astronomical phenomenon that happens between earth and the sun so yeah same that's what i i'm real quick that's what i feel like astrology is i mean it's the cosmic clock right yeah. And and everything, you know, microcosm, macrocosm, um, it's it's, you know, a bit like a fractal is how I see the cycles. I mean, on a on a small scale and up to a bigger scale within each other as it's spiraling outward, you can see that in most things. I just yeah. wanted to interject that. Yeah, yeah. And so so something that she, she she had mentioned through this channeling was something about humans evolving, the Earth's orbit expanding so that this cycle of 12 and clockwork cycle and circle of 12 has has like we've expanded from that mm. to this other to this other dimension so now to get in touch with those higher dimensions this five dimensional four dimensional worlds or dimensions we, we gotta like follow these 13 lunar cycles to synchronize to that beyond the 12 because now we're spiraling spiraling upwards instead of mm -hmm. you know going back full circle so I'm exploring this idea, but it seems to be like a common one. Apparently, civilizations have had like, you know, their own calendars that actually track what's called the metatonic cycle. Yeah. The metatonic cycle is this 18.4 year cycle of the lunar nodes returning back to, to their original place. And they use this to, uh, to indicate when there was going to be uh, lunar or solar eclipses because this only occurs when, yeah, you know, the sun or the moon fall in alignment with the lunar nodes. So in exploring the, that, yeah, that, that, you know, I've been now kind of sharing, you know what, I wanted to start talking about lunar node and I mean, lunar node slash lunar cycle energy mm -hmm. and start following that because there's no, the thing about astrology is there's no definitive, there's this one encyclopedia that's going to tell you everything and you're going to learn everything from it. I, I was just never has mentioning been. to somebody, exactly, I feel like we started off really well and then it got discarded and mm -hmm. invalidated to the popular opinion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now it needs to be, it needs to be updated. It needs to be mm -hmm. integrated and synthesized with the current 
discoveries and what's going on now. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm in this phase of experimentation of like, okay, let's, let's check this out. Let's, let's yeah. talk about it, share it with people. Let's correlate this. <laughs> and through the feedback loop of people's experience and what they share, let's see what, let's see what's going on. Let's see, you know, cause mm. I don't know. I'm not going to yeah. say this is exactly what it means, guys. I know. Just, yeah. That's what's funny about being an astrologer. There is no, you're, yeah, you're right, definitive, like, right or wrong. It's not concrete, and no one knows. It's really up to our interpretation and, yeah, experimentation and feedback. It's it's very scientific in that respect, as far as I'm concerned. And it's ever-evolving, just like we are, just like the planet is. I mean, that's that's why I feel like it's, you know, the the cosmic clock for us to track these things. How does all of this help you with your clients? Like, what are your clients experiencing as far as this this sort of jump in, uh, in the spiral up in evolution that, you know, we can call it whatever we like, ascension yeah. or, you know, switch to uh, new dimensionality? Or uh, I think it's a better understanding of our multidimensional selves and we're just... Mm -hmm. We have more access to information now. We're being given more access to this information. What have you been noticing, or what are, what is the feedback so far that you've been getting from from your clients, and what have what have been your observations so far? I think the 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 birth chart is like this archetypical pattern in the fourth dimension that we can choose how to manifest in the third dimension. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like people become really objectively aware, like almost step away from the third dimension, start seeing this pattern within their lives. That's this dynamic that's always playing out and they get to choose how to manifest it. But now mm -hmm. this, they have this map, this blueprint that they already intuitively sense to some degree yeah. or another that they already knew this, but like, yes, it's so clearly laid out. I have no idea who you are. I know nothing about you. But yeah, I'm telling you everything about you and, and pinpointing it. And it has to do and something about the evolutionary astrology approach. It's I'm not just saying I, I sometimes don't even touch the rising sign. OK, like mm -hmm. to me, it's not descriptive. It's not well, you're detail oriented and you're very logical. It pertains to I, I, I go into Pluto and the lunar nodes, which mm -hmm. if, if anybody's a little familiar with evolutionary astrology, it's just about looking into the unconscious aspect of the individual slash the underworld slash Pluto archetype. And then look at looking at the lunar nodes and, and as in the, indicative of past behavioral patterns, south node, and how's that that's manifesting by house by aspects, and that's going to tell you a depth of information as to Pluto, what they came in here with, the desires and the content by house by aspects, and then south node how they express that as an ego in the past, and then that, and then through the conversation with them, we then get in sync with how they're manifesting this because for some people they get really clear that they've been working on their evolutionary path when you have trines harmony harmonies with pluto and the south node you've been on that path you've been working on your evolutionary path but when you have these challenges these oppositions or these squares and you, you point these out it's like yeah let's be objective about it so it's not yeah. like just maybe something you do sometimes this has been something your soul has done Yep. You keep doing, and it's going to keep you in this cycle, and let's just get real about it. Yeah. That's just what it is. If you and, want to move forward, you got you to really look at the data and look at where you're going, where your soul is, like, asking you, pulling you to go. Yeah, sure. astrology requires introspection and some 
definite self-honesty and and i think that's what it helps with and so that's the approach initially and and then we start getting into the evolutionary path north node and the evolutionary intention the pluto polarity point and i explain this and it's like a journey it's really like a conversation it's like this back and forth of them sharing their experience and me pointing out these archetypes and them sharing how they come alive and then through their stories seeing the the mirroring in the other aspects and then sharing in this back and forth so by the end of it i think the inner dynamics of this is what's pulling me back in the more familiar route that lead that leads to more inertia and stagnance and familiarity mm-hmm. and non-growth south node pluto and then getting really clear on the evolutionary path north node the evolutionary intention the pluto polarity point and the, knowing the dynamics and the subtleties and the nuances between both on this energetic or typical level just makes everything else on the surface level on the three-dimensional like all those details just like it's so clear you know yeah. all that like this vanishes into it's just not no longer important the archetypical becomes like okay if i make these choices that are in alignment with this mm-hmm. right then everything else gets resolved it's just it's yeah. all based on this so that clarity is definitely something they walk out of and there's usually like this big sense of like oh man okay um they don't know they don't know what to say exactly you know, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah it's just a lot of information so by the end of it it's just kind of like oh my god thank you okay so then i'll send them their audio files uh via mm-hmm. email so that they can reference it because i know it's a lot they can reference it to it later and then yeah the process really neat if you're if you're serious about it it's more it you really have to like dive into the depths especially with pluto that's what pluto does <laughs> yeah yeah i i feel like it definitely has to be an organic conversation because the same chart won't be expressed even in the same person throughout their whole life. It, it can be a lot sometimes doing these in-depth readings. Yeah. But going in-depth through that conversation, I think is way more valuable than getting an automated computerized, this is your Venus house position, aspect positions, having like these 20, 30 pages of like, you know, aspects separated. That's valuable, yes, but the yes. synthesis... Mm-hmm. And that organic conversation, I think, mm-hmm. is is way more valuable. You know. Well, yeah, bringing it into the multidimensionality of who we are. A lot of times, you know, especially astrology is kind of uh, well, it is making its way into the mainstream now, and you can see how it is materialized or kept in that like third dimensional, like this is my personality or like psychological. Yeah. Which again is helpful for some people who aren't very self-aware. You know, it does yeah. help some people. But when you want to go past that, when you are looking to really, you know, when you when you're feeling called to actually evolve and actually do what you're here to do, when you're one one yeah. of those people like us, where it's like, no, 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 what am I, what am I doing? You know, yeah, yeah. I I feel these these crazy intense urges to break free and be exactly you know, the embodiment of what I'm here to do. I think that evolutionary astrology is a great way to, to find those things out and to, I mean, evolve (laughs) quite literally. Yeah. And can I give you, let me give you two quick examples because I literally just shared this with, in my stories on Instagram and I'm just like, this is just a perfect, perfect example of people that the whole world is aware of. We can see it clearly and it makes this this North Node, like, highly philosophical, lofty ideology very real to us. So check this out. So I looked up the charts for Elon Musk. 
Oh yeah, and he has a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He has the North Node conjunct Mars in Aquarius. In Aquarius. Yep. So, so yeah, North Node evolutionary path. Aquarius humanitarian, progressive, working to solving problems that are at large scale and affect progressive collective evolution in this mm-hmm. very innovative, revolutionary way. Come on, I mean, and has that just, drive to do it? That drive, oh, that like Mars. mental drive. Mars is Mars. right there. It's like, no, we just need to do this because that's why. I mean, when you hear him talk about things, it's like he's not. There's not ego involved. He's literally has that drive to come up with the ideas that are, yeah. you know, the and to implement an experiment that will help humanity, like Aquarius. Yeah. I mean, it's so yeah. clear. Yeah, I love his yeah. chart. It's great. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Very I, good I example. Honestly, yeah, I, I love listening to these people that I feel inspired by. And when I listen to him, he talks a lot about, hey, if your competitor is going to work 40 hours a week, you got to work 100 hours a week. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, this is Mars slash conjunct North Node. You just got to get to work and just do it and do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And in this very, I don't know, it's just he's a little awkward, a little, but he's got that abstract, cerebral, intellectual yeah um, but you can tell like so south node south node leo you can tell that he's because i feel like you know the south node you can bring those patterns with you like you're not going to lose them they're so ingrained and so he's he's okay with being on stage he's okay with the spotlight being on him he doesn't care that much i don't think but he can play that role of like he can perform you know when need be and and present (laughs) he 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 is definitely shining and feels and looks comfortable in that but i feel like where we can see the evolution in the soul is when, yeah, he uses that South Node, but the North Node, that altruistic, it's about humanity, not Leo, my ego. Yeah. Look at me and how cool I am. It's like, no, forget it. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like the collective good is more the, yeah. the, 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 on the spotlight. So I think like if you were trying to that. be if you were trying to be an actor, his yeah. life would just be this like yeah. weird propulsion of no going nowhere yeah. you know yeah, probably be a lot of a lot of frustration yeah you know and a lot of non-growth and evolution wouldn't need him and i think this is another one of my points like i think when people work towards their north node if we are all if you entertain this idea that we're all part of the one that are all extensions of source then mm-hmm. doesn't it follow that us following our own evolutionary path our own alignment with the higher powers quite literally like the one make the source. entire cycle work together yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it's manifesting through us we're literally in alignment with the higher world we're participating and engaging in collective evolution so wouldn't source power whatever you want to call it work to support us in that and i feel like when i see somebody like elon musk following his past so much and seeing the success i'm like dude the the, the universe is probably like conspiring to make this work because <laughs> make has, him the guy yeah, that's gonna exactly. take us to mars <laughs> and that's what else is so funny yeah yeah is mars being on his exactly. north node i hadn't put that together exactly. yet i know i'm like he's literally <laughs> trying to take us to mars what like dude how funny does he know this I, i've seen the shirt of him like it says occupy mars i'm like with north north in mars this is just so funny like you can't make this shit up. You just can't. I know. I, exactly. You can't make up his birthday. Come on. Even no. if you change his time of birth, or any, I don't even entertain the time, just based on the day. I mean, you're not, yeah. that's not going to change. Mars, North Node, right. in Aquarius. Come on. Go look, Go Google it and tell me that doesn't describe who the world knows as Elon Musk. Come on. Right. And something else is that North Node 
and Mars conjunction in Aquarius is trining Venus in Gemini. So to mm. me, when when we see his high design, his aesthetic, that that's Venus coming through in alignment with that Mars conjunct North Node. Like mm-hmm. aesthetics, design is a big part of it. And another one I want to segue to is Steve Jobs, North Node conjunct Venus um, in Capricorn. So yes. yeah, he, he and he's an Aquarius as well. So already naturally having that humanitarian trying to solve problems for collect the collective was part of his makeup Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that north node in venus in capricorn i think is what made him want to create products that are one functional and practical but also very aesthetically yeah pleasing like just high design it was a huge part of probably his drive you know right that feeling of like the physical because capricorn earth the physical object and the beauty that we derive from like the the sensory pleasure that we derive from this like physical beautiful object yeah for sure and it being for you know connecting all of humanity essentially like and being for the good of the good of the the collective yeah yeah so that's that's how i see like the north node coming alive in these two figureheads that we are all completely aware of and seeing it so Mm -hmm. like clearly in in their in their legacy you know mm. who we know them to be so yeah this makes this is practical like looking yes. up your north node by house and aspects is like you activating that i think will will make it so that the universe is working in your favor once you're making efforts and steps in alignment with it that, does that. that's just it, gonna be like yo do it We're i all know in this. When you i feel that, like you're supporting everyone <clears throat> and yourself like yes it's true i love that it's true. I mean, I know that it can be really overwhelming, everything that we're talking about, especially if you're, you know, green or just new to astrology. But I agree if you just looked at your north node, like, yeah, I know your sun, moon rising, what have you. But if you just looked at your north node and just acted like that and just brought in those, I can speak from personal experience. That's the whole reason we're talking right now on a podcast. It's the whole reason that you know, I'm moving towards my cancer north node that is very unfamiliar. As soon as I started doing that, yeah, the universe does. It conspires and sort of opens up this pathway. It's like, ah, oh, now you're yeah. starting to get it. You know, <laughs> now yeah, things exactly. will will come. People, places, things will will come into your path to like help you along the way. And it just, it can make your life so much easier, your evolution so much easier to follow that path. So getting back to Pluto, you know, Pluto is generational, essentially. So we could relate the, you know, the millennial generation to the Pluto and Scorpio generation. And this is something I know that you have a lot to speak on. And I would like to, I feel like they have a lot on their plate. Um, I'm Pluto and Libra. I'm like a very young Pluto and Libra. So, so, but I love the Pluto and Scorpio generation and what they are tasked with uncovering and transmuting. You know, when you think about Scorpio, it's, it's that deep, deep alchemy and getting to drilling down and getting to the bottom of something and uncovering it and literally like turning it into gold, (laughs) finding the reward in there. So yeah, how, I mean, for one, how do you feel being part of this generation? Feel, what do you feel like, you guys you're you're tasked with like for that like segment of history 
our generation, Pluto Scorpio guys, we're like, we're here to uncover some dark stuff about our family karma, ancestry, and we're ending cycles, regenerating them, and it's working through us. And so all those dark nights of the souls that you experience early on is so much ingrained in your DNA of your ancestry, and we manifest it to work through it. We're literally like alchemists, shadow workers from a very, very early stage. This is what we chose. Scorpio, the way to understand any zodiac sign, in my point of view, is to understand the sign before it that he developed out of and the sign that he's evolving into. Scorpio is evolving out of Libra, and Libra, we enter relationships. So Scorpio kind of like is what is what is brought up when we establish and enter relationships. So this muckiness, this darkness, these traumas, these deceptions, this manipulation, this controlling, this psychological warfare and in, in like darkness within the family, within your own patterns, this, and I don't, this, okay, so I'm talking very, almost like in a negative Pluto tone, but like, that's because that's kind of like, I mean, if you're going to deal with evolution, you're turning dark into light. So that's the darkness of a theme. But the thing is, look at Pluto and look at the aspects it creates. Because some of us have Pluto with like other planets and water signs trining, harmonizing with this Pluto. So it shows emotional maturity. There's been evolution, um, spiritual maturity, emotional development done in the past. They've worked through this. So some of this might not resonate with some individuals that have done that work in the past. But for a lot of us, and I'll share that I have my own moon in Aquarius squaring my Pluto and Scorpio. Like for me personally, it's, you know, manifested through like a lot of the way that men try to control women in my in my in my ancestry and my family lineage and the volatile feelings that's come up in women as a result of that that is almost like something that i witnessed inherited and had to work through and saw like almost playing out in my own relationships and that to me is very incredibly scorpio of the controlling the manipulation the psychological the emotional struggles and the power struggles all that is incredibly scorpio in nature and it sums up it summons up out of being in relationships with Libra. But like you said, it's supposed to be transmuted, rebirth, regenerated, to evolve into Sagittarius, which is higher realms of being and consciousness. So we're quite literally, I think like we're we're tasked with uncovering, exposing the darkness and the karma of our family and our ancestry. Because what is collective evolution besides you're literally like evolving your your genes your genetics your dna that um you inherited from your family your ancestry mm. you know and these genes and these abilities you know if, if that's one way to look at epigenetics look at yeah yeah mm. um, so that's one way to look at it pluto scorpio generation and like i said that's the, the theme of it but it doesn't it's not always going to resonate with everybody is what i'm getting to so looking at the that's the generational theme. Now looking yeah. at your own Pluto by aspects, whether there's shrines, squares, oppositions, will tell you how this is manifesting for you. Any squares are just like something that you need to resolve. If you have any planets in Leo, and this Pluto and Leo, there's power struggles. There's very fixed will. There's like, I want it my way, but you know, there's this emotional, almost turbulence and violence and, and you know, maybe manipulation that can be kind of covert sometimes, Scorpio, Pluto. 
um, or mm -hmm. Aquarius squares. I mean, I can tell you from experience, it's very hot and cold feelings of like intellectually trying to rationalize my feelings, but like very detached from very them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to detach from them, but like really having intense emotional, um, I don't know, experiences. So like having these two and something about squares, you can imagine like there's something playing in the background, the ra like the radio is playing a, a song you don't like. You have to get up and change it. Squares are the same thing. They just there's something you have to resolve. It's not negative. It just means that these two planets are in science that don't speak the same language. So one's deeply emotional, one's intellectual and airy. So they just gotta learn how to speak to one another and resolve that. Same with Leo Fire and Scorpio. So and if you have any trines, anybody listening, you know, if, if this pertains to you, trines, other 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 planets in water element science that those are harmonies these are strength and abilities and basically your spiritual powers these are like things that you've developed and that in this lifetime you might be like a fish to water you're like this is just who i am like i've never noticed oh yeah well <laughs> guess what that that's very unique about you like and that's actually an awesome ability that you've worked on so much in the past that like it's not just a natural blessing and a gift and a talent mm, that mm -hmm. you know you should capitalize on because isn't astrology like a self-awareness too and we're all learning in the world of so many unique individuals like capitalizing on what you're unique on and your natural talent um is probably the way to go to like make your life easy and well yeah because pluto and i mean pluto is power you know, yeah. that, and so basically it would be like cultivating your own power. And I like that you said, um, bringing in emotional maturity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really important because you can't mature emotionally unless you really become intimate with your, with your emotions for sure. And really, really hold them. That's, that's all really good advice. <laughs> it's, it's deep stuff, man. And, and yeah. I wanted to share my own darkness and I also, Sharing this in my own stories on, on Instagram, I've always gotten, gotten good feedback because it makes this stuff real. It's not like abstract and conceptual. It's like, holy, oh, damn. You know, like mm -hmm. the thing with Steve Jobs and Elon Musk, it's like, oh, look at that. It's like, so we can see it. You look at your iPod. Look, I mean, look at your iPhone. Look at your MacBook. Yeah. That is literally beauty manifested in form through this man that had that evolutionary path and sensed it and look mm -hmm. at what manifested out of it because he followed that that's yeah. the power of that evolutionary path it's like and when yeah. you look at yourself as a conduit essentially for these energies conduit not meaning like you're just an empty nothing and you don't have an ego or you don't have a sense of self but i feel like it's a very powerful way of framing our our growth and our evolution in this lifetime is to and that's what astrology can help with and many other systems but to sort of view yourself as this vessel or this conduit for these energies to proliferate or come through and contribute to again the larger cycle that we're all creating and if if i'm not crazy and delusional i i i feel that imagine this like if we're becoming this self-aware of who we are and we can help others doesn't it follow that, I don't know, all of us becoming that self-aware, activating ourselves, and then extending that to, you know, as communities, as cultures, as countries, as nations, as, as a community, of, as a planet, mm -hmm. being Absolutely. able to be that self-aware. And what's beautiful about astrology is you can fast forward into the cycles. And this is something that I'm even starting to look at. I'm like, dude, okay, so right now, 
this is where I'm meant to be. This is okay. I'm I'm supposed to be at ground zero. Okay, yes. cool. You know, and that's that's what I feel like. I'm okay, but in, then they look fast forward at like these certain years, and things just like click at yep. multiple levels. I'm like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. working towards that activation. So now it's about everything building up to that. So it just brings the whole life cycle into perspective when people can do that. And you can bring it all the way back around. You can you know, throw out that I, that matrix idea of you should be at this place at this time and have this, you know, achievement or accolade or what have you. It just throws that out the window and you realize how false it is. You realize how false it is that those standards would be applied to every man and woman and child or whatever. Like it's absurd. And it, I think it exposes all of that for the absurd narrative that it is, that it has been. I'm really emotional about that. <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get you that North Node in Cancer. I think it's getting in tune with your intuition, with your cycles, with your subjective timing. You, that's it. Yeah. There's you. Like your 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 development is your own timing. You're you're mm-hmm. that special. Like getting in touch with that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of power in that. And so, something about I, I follow Gary V. He's like this entrepreneurial yeah. social Gary media. Gary Vanderchuk. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. And like Somebody asked him, like, what's the ROI of, like, basically saying F you to the system and, like, doing your own path? What's yeah. the ROI of that when you start off at zero? He's like, speed. Yeah, and so anybody that gets it, it's like, yeah, I mean, when you work against your evolutionary mm-hmm. path, everything mm-hmm. is going to come down anyway. So I think this is what that south node and Pluto and Saturn, I think, is. And this is something that Jeff- Jeffrey Wolf Green says. It's, especially with south node, the past conjunct Pluto, it's like this coming back around is karmic completion. So if you have not been working on your evolutionary path, who you're supposed to be in the world, disintegration, ground zero is where you're at right now. And you're mm-hmm. trying to find and seek that career path that's going to have the potential for you to seek that higher meaning and that self-expression, that authentic self-expression, that's the path. But you know, for some people that have been, they might be the ones right now that are totally like in their path. Like mm-hmm. they're good, you know? And sometimes, honestly, I look at some of these celebrities and like, I see like, even though some people might judge them because they got face tats and all this, but <laughs> I, I look at their, their birth charts and I'm like, this might be an incredibly evolved individual. And mm-hmm. this chart shows this. So I'm open to that idea that yeah. even though they're like, they might have a certain image, they're an artist they're trying to play persona and the chart kind of shows like and they're doing there it might be, there might be a good reason why they're shining at that level and um other at this time at this time yeah, yeah exactly and this is very appropriate for everyone going through their saturn return right now in capricorn especially you know it's that and, i mean oh please my, speak to that <laughs> oh, and i was going to say and guys we have it good like yeah. we're not just going through one saturn return we're also going through Pluto going through we're going through a Pluto return well not really but like as we're going through a Saturn return Pluto is also going through our Saturn you get me so wherever you have Saturn and Capricorn for that Mm -hmm, generation mm -hmm, Pluto mm -hmm. is coming through it as you're experiencing your Saturn return is what I mean wow yeah so I don't know I think there's something Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like I I meant as I meant sarcastically we don't have it good this is like terrible this is like the worst Saturn return that you could probably have. And I probably had it worse. <laughs> On the south node, for Christ's sake. Like... South node and with Pluto and with Saturn. I mean, Saturn alone is bad enough, but like with the south node and then mm-hmm. Pluto. But I think this is, we chose this. This is like, this doesn't just happen 
all the time, but to happen when you're going through your first Saturn return, mm-hmm. you're like consider yourself privileged. Yeah. And 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 don't think that like Tony Robbins says like don't think that like life happens to you. Like mm-hmm. life happens for you. Like exactly. you chose this. You design this. Mm-hmm. This is where now the stage is set, and now it's like all right, you asked for it. Go ahead. Do it. Like, you obviously came here to be a revolutionary yeah. to revolutionize things. And and this so do it. <laughs> and this pertains to the Saturn gener the, the generation right now that's experiencing their first Saturn return. If if you have your Saturn your your Saturn return around this time, then you're usually born around the late nineteen eighties or the early nineteen nineties. And something else that pertains to that time that's special to that generation is what's called the Capricorn stellium of that generation where we had Uranus, Neptune and saturn all in capricorns specifically late 1980 to like mid 1990 but throughout 1985 and 1995 those three planets because of their slow movement were within mm. orb of that but particularly mm. during late 1980 and early 1990 and so that that little generation this is uranus innovation creativity revolution in capricorn in the status quo in the material who we are in the world Mm-hmm. so just I, I don't want to go through the whole alphabet of it yeah because right? there's so much detail so just to summarize it this is the paradigm shifters this is what Stephen Forrest literally called this he he, he created a video about it and and I kind of shared a little clip of it on my page oh cool and he's he's like these are dreamers Neptune revolutionaries Uranus of the world Capricorn these these are like and he went through like back in history of what form can be like that's the Saturnian principle form time you know or the mythology the collective mythology yeah or the who are we what type of society are we what type of civilization are we how do we relate to one another what What are are we building yeah what's the structure how do we relate what are the norms what are the customs that's why we see all these gender roles of how things were done crumbling down. This is ground zero. Yeah. And right now, I think this is beautiful, too, because as Uranus enters Taurus, mm-hmm. another Earth sign, I think as Uranus in the next seven years goes through Taurus, it harmonizes mm-hmm. with the energy of this Capricorn stelium during their natal charts. And this is something I haven't said yet, but this Capricorn stelium generation from like ni- late 1980s to like early 1990s, with this Uranus in Taurus, it, it's, this is harmonizing with their Capricorn stellium. I think this is innovating, revolutionizing. This is like, okay, guys, it's time to break away. It's time to manifest. It's very, like, this beauty, Taurus. Mm-hmm. Physical beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in this very revolutionary, innovative, very unique way. That, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, you're just literally tapping into the frequency of the one mind and you're channeling what was required for collective evolution. I think this next seven years is activating this Capricorn stelium that is going through their current Saturn return. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of layers to that. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to just say like, hey, just Saturn return, but because yeah, exactly. Saturn return generation is part of a very specific generation. And, and that's why. And I think that Uranus and Taurus is only empowering us uh, mm-hmm. in the next seven years. And that's one way to look at it. Yeah, that's one way. And just really quickly, so anyone who is Taurus is basically the Earth itself, Mother Earth, ecology and food systems and currency, money. So if you're interested in overturning or revolutionizing any of those areas, 
go for it, you know, because this is the best platform and the best atmosphere to be able to really make leaps and bounds forward with Uranus being there. He's going to help us. I think it's going to help us really bring this new earth vision. It's not a vision anymore. Now it's okay. What does the matter actually look like? What are we planting? What are we harvesting? What are we, you know, growing? What are we harvesting in the end for the next seven, eight years? Uranus is the new frequency, the new paradigm, that new earth. Taurus is the builder. Yeah, definitely. That's what's going on for the next seven years. So if you're doing that, the universe is going to help you out. And I think working with that energy of looking where Uranus is at and Taurus and how it might be aspecting your planets, I think is a way to kind of like go even deeper if you're into that and want to like know how to really work with that individual energy in your own magnetic field. I think that's next, next level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just for yeah. anybody that might be mm-hmm. at one point listening and might be like, huh, let me see. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. So. Well, man, we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> We're going to have to do yeah, this yeah. again too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. So we've brought up a lot of topics and how, if someone wants to work with you or get more information about their personal chart, how can they get in touch with you? Right now, Cosmic Alignment, Cosmic with a K, and a period between Cosmic and Alignment on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Mm -hmm. These are my three platforms, but you can book me through the booking feature on Instagram, reach out through DM. Um, I'm going to be putting out like a a lunar monthly subscription-based thorough in-depth guide to work with all the planet's current positions for the current lunar month starting this month. So there's always going to be that if you want to like not spend like the full amount for like a full reading, which is usually is like a two hour in-depth Zoom meeting. You get the MP3 file afterwards. And honestly, I always create relationships out of that. Yeah. And then people are, you know, we're always just back and forth and they get a lot more astrological stuff even after that. And to me, it's more about the relationships and building the community over the x amount of time for x amount of money and like if you want one more minute then it's x amount it's like to me like exactly this is not a psychic hotline yeah yeah (laughs) it is about the relationships i feel the same way i always like connect with people in some way very deeply and and very genuinely thank you for saying that wonderful and you make really beautiful aesthetically pleasing content as well i really love it Hey, I got that North Node in Venus. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so that's why I was noticing that about them. But yeah, thank you very much. Wow, I was enlivened by this conversation, and I hope you are as well. To connect with Revan online, check out CosmicAlignment.com, that's with a K, or find him on Instagram at CosmicAlignment. If this is the kind of conversation you're craving in these transitional times, there's a way to join others like you in salon-style group gatherings online. I want to announce the launch of what I'm calling Liberation Wellspring. I wanted to create a sacred space online where small groups of us doing this work of self-becoming can gather to compare notes and share our stories with others who are speaking the same language. To find out more and get on the guest list, visit tristadedman.com and click on online gatherings. And there's also a link in the show notes to this episode, and I will send you more information from there. Thanks for listening, everyone. And as always, take care out there.